0: Underground, meet me, me underground,
1: underground at the showcase. Showcase.
2: Welcome to Underground at the Showcase, the official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase, and a production of Youth On Record. I'm associate producer Xavier Goche. In this episode, my co-host Emerson Olsen and I interview Dandu, a genre defined Jennifer's supergroup. Dandu's music is inspired by jazz, hip-hop, funk, and progressive rock, resulting in a sound that can only be best described as wonky groove music. The trio consists of Dylan Johnson, Ben Wyrick, and Sean Duran, and has been playing together for over five years in multiple ensembles. The band has logged over 300 shows together and has played such iconic venues as Chautauqua Auditorium, Bluebird Theater, and Boulder Theater. Before we jump in, remember to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's check out this recording of their song Post Beef off the EP Whoops We Did It Live. hi welcome to underground at the showcase the official podcast of the underground music showcase and a production of youth on record i am xavier goche
1: and i'm emerson olson
2: and we are here with dandu um how are you guys doing today
3: great doing great we just rehearsed uh for ums and feeling good
1: yeah awesome so Um, Something I like to start out with is, if they ever make a biopic about you, what is your origin story going to be?
3: This is like a fictional or, origin story, or oh, just or in facts? general, like
1: how did you guys like come together? Like, what is your? <laughs> it's I mean, not a You can make picture. up a fictional. origin <laughs> yeah, if you want to. Yeah. I would <laughs> love to hear how like you fictional. You're like came we found together. kryptonite <laughs> in
2: a random field one night. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, go uh, ahead. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> the facts are we started playing together in a band um, with Wes Watkins called The Other Black, and were like the rhythm section in that for a number of years. And before that, me and Sean, we were living in Boulder and we played in another kind of jazz oriented band and um, met Dylan and started the trio and have been going strong for like 10 years.
1: Nice. Cool. Now, I can't help but notice that your band's name is Dandu and someone's last name here is Dandu Rand. Is there any connection between that or did it just circumstantially happen
0: oh yeah so my nickname has been dandu for at least 16 years or so and in my early 20s i decided after being in so many bands i was like i'm just gonna have a band and i'm gonna have it named after me so i don't ever have to worry about a band name again Mm -hmm. but like within like months it just became the trio and now when I do release something, I do have to worry about a name again. (laughs) Because, yeah, it just, it just like, yeah, it started as like, oh, I'm going to use this band name. Then I was like, oh, this is the band. And it's just like what the sound morphed into is undeniably the three of us. And we all write. Yeah, it's everybody's music. Yeah, it's
4: very collaborative.
0: Like kind of how we started was, we'd play a couple of Dylan songs, a couple of Ben songs, a couple of my songs. And then uh, after doing some touring, we did these two summers where we went up to a cabin and just wrote together. And so pretty much everything we've been playing since then is co-written.
2: Nice. Um, Having three people in a group and, you know, musicians, at least in my experience, uh, each having their very own unique creativity and how they write and how they play and things like that, how songs come together. Um, What do you see as like the biggest difference between how you all form songs by yourselves versus when you're all three together? That's a good
3: question. That's huge. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we all come from like pretty different musical backgrounds, I would say. Dylan is like the jazz head of the group and like went to school for that and knows like, is, has more of like a history of jazz in in his playing and i feel like you write in that way uh, Yeah,
4: yeah well kind of i don't know <laughs> um i went to i also studied audio production in school but as far as, as far as jazz goes i mean i went went through the program but didn't really have a lot of jazz theory and so when I'm writing, I usually write on keys and it's usually just like messing around with different chord chord progressions and then trying to, to make something off of that. That's how I write. Uh, but how it changed with writing um, collectively is usually we'll like all come up with ideas and then spin off each other at the cabin but sometimes that can get, um, I don't know, there's like some, say it, some say it, Dylan. <laughs> no, there's just like some, some pressure in that situation. It's like come up with something like good, like,
0: oh yeah. I mean, know, we've gotten a spot, rid of sections know. that we wrote yeah. all together. We're like, wait a minute. Why like, are we doing this? This yeah, is they're... convoluted. <laughs> like, let's get rid yeah. of it. Like months later, we're like, yeah. this is stupid. I mean, one thing I will say about Dylan's songwriting is of the three of us, he's the only one that actually will come with like a piece of music, like sheet music with notation that you could Mm -hmm. read. Like sometimes, sometimes, (laughs) but like better. I mean, Ben's been pretty good about recently. but Yeah,
3: but definitely wasn't always that
4: way. You know,
0: like we've never been able to sub out members of this band because our music is so like ridiculous and like, you know, I'm not saying like ridiculous, like, Oh, amazing. It's just ridiculous. It's like, (laughs) what is happening right there? And we can't, we've never, I mean, I guess recently we've written out some, some sheet music for it. To get other people involved.
3: Yeah. To get, try to get other people involved, but it's like very much our own weird world. Right. It's like, it's a lot of it is semi arranged. And then there's parts that are just like totally open that are kind of based on, how we interact with each other and yeah, you can't really do that with other people in the same way. And yeah, a lot of rhythmic motifs, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily like notes. (laughs) (laughs) We did this thing today. There's like this, there's this
0: whole awesome, like solely that Ben and I play together that Dylan wrote and it's very complicated. And we just butchered it in practice today like absolutely butchered it and then ben was like well yeah what if we just like play whatever note we want in the rhythm
3: (laughs) it didn't like work out that well and we did it and we tried it Dylan looks over
0: he's like yeah okay let's let's do the song (laughs) (laughs) i love that um
2: speaking of how intense and how you know in your words ridiculous but i think like awe-inspiring really um your music is um, I was listening to a song on my way here and, uh, butter wave, That's um, written by Ben. ben, written by ben. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you can really hear reflections of like Herbie Hancock, um, cool. from that jazz fusion seventies, eighties era. Um, did, you know, Herbie Hancock and artists like that have any influence on that, uh, on you in that regard For or, Sure. Yeah. are there other artists that kind of inspired you to go that way as well?
3: Yeah. I mean it's, it's, it's like hard to pick a few artists because there's so many, but certainly like Herbie Hancock and like the whole seventies fusion weather report, Mm Chick Corea, all that kind of stuff, like definitely was influenced and influences our band as a whole for sure. Um, but yeah, I think also we're like, I think this project has always been something that we want to like push and experiment and like not have too much, uh, at stake when it comes to like uh how serious we take it, I guess, like it it's always just been something that we can bring whatever idea we want to and like try and make it work and see if it see if it does um so yeah, we take influence from a lot of different stuff, but definitely like yeah, it started with like nerdy jazz music, yeah, for sure. he was listening to the Bad
0: plus a lot when he yeah. wrote that okay. song, <laughs> for sure. no doubt ben, uh Ben Allison. You were, it, yeah, you were in great the, names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were in the jazz head phase.
2: Yeah, nice. I have a jazz background as well, so oh, cool. like I found that interesting when I was listening to it. Um, it was like a mix of Herbie Hancock and the band Polyphia in a way, mm. um, which was really interesting to hear.
1: Cool. Um, yeah. Could you actually talk a little bit about the video? To um, so yeah. that music yeah. video is so cool.
0: Yeah, that um, is our best piece of work that we did not make. Um, Uh Shout out (laughs) Mitch Pond. He's out there working in LA, Uh, Denver dude. He's done work for tons of artists like wheelchair sports camp, Felix fast forward. Uh, Right now he, I forget the name of the show, but he does all this art for an adult swim show. Oh wow. Um, And he's working with all these LA people right now. He did like a, Oh my gosh. Who's that guy that I love so much daedalus he did a daedalus mm-hmm. music video and like so pretty much we came to him with the idea we're like hey will you do a music video and we talked about budget and he was like okay send me your shortest song <laughs> or like slash the song that like you want to do and luckily for us that was the song we wanted to do but it was like five and a half minutes long and so we like pretty much we just told him like take all the time you need we realized this is long for an animation and he kind of came up with some storyboard ideas and bounced it off us, and we just said, go for it. Nice. Like, it was totally his idea, the whole video. Like, yeah, he took,
3: the, he took the, the title to the song, like, very literally. Very literally. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the butter wave feature yeah. in that nice. video. Yeah.
2: That's really cool. Um, speaking about art um, and music at the same time, um, your single, uh, What Are Friends For? um has some really unique cover art. Um how did that come about?
3: That's I did that. Um Oh wow. Just I like to draw, so nice. I was like let's keep it in-house and save some money and yeah. Nice.
1: Nice. Nice. Could you actually talk about that album a little bit too? Um cuz I know it was released as a single but there's three songs on there. We actually did that record at Youth, at on, youth record. on Record. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Like you
3: recorded it at
0: youth we yeah, on Record. You recorded it there wow.
3: and Felix helped
1: yeah,
0: and, Felix uh, and Grant, Grant and Steel, Steel a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are in a
3: group called uh what's their group called? Minecoats. Yeah. They'll release another Super album cool music. one day. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean having I think it was like Felix who was the main connect to um, Youth On Record and nice. Yeah, I think we just
0: wanted, at the time, we only had this one EP out, which was like half live, half not. And we had been gigging like crazy. So it was like, okay, we want this record to showcase what we've been doing. You know, because it is, it's all live. I mean, pretty much everything we've released is like live takes. Mm -hmm. Just pick the best take and that's what you go with. Okay, nice.
2: That's really interesting because I know most artists, usually try and record sections and then layer or do whatever else they need to do, but it can kind of be intense going into music like that and trying to get a perfect take out of that. So what's that like? Yeah.
3: I mean, we, this being like so much of like a jazz oriented band, having that live feel is super important. Um, but we've been working on a record recently for a while for too long, honestly, but been doing it at, um, at my house and I've engineered it and, that has all been also live, but we whatever mostly it's just getting like a good drum take and a good bass take live. so there's like some interaction there and then basically everything else has been overdubbed okay um, just so we can like really hone in what we want it to sound like and a lot of it has also like been a really good writing tool. Um, we've definitely like moved some sections around and cut some stuff that like wasn't working and is like a great way to kind of look at your music closely and like see what works and what doesn't nice and being able to do it at home it's like ideal
1: nice do you guys have any favorite performances you've done like doing performance live and whatnot since you guys do kind of focus on doing live stuff yeah Yeah, over 500 shows
4: um, one of the favorite my favorite shows that we played was actually at UMS like I think five five years ago or so we played it uh gary gary lee's when that still existed
0: I don't oh yeah, it's now know. the taco place
4: yeah and we we subbed in for someone i don't remember who do you remember who i don't
0: i just remember i had emailed okay. whoever was in charge and i was like if anyone drops off please let us play <laughs> and they're like sure this person dropped off
4: yeah so i don't know the the vibe was just like really good i, I just remember playing like really great show and yeah I mean at UMS
3: you're like playing to all your friends yeah
4: that's
3: always really fun my favorite
0: of our shows was probably also at UMS but the year where we played in that weird drum shop that like I don't even know if it exists anymore
4: Yeah, that was where we played at this drum shop, but the stuff that they set up for drums was really crappy. <laughs> like
1: like the bass drum that was, that was set terrible. up
4: like was sliding all over the place and you had to like put your foot there to keep it from sliding. And wow,
3: I
0: don't I remember us like,
3: Yeah, I don't remember that at all, any of that. I
4: remember the bass
0: amp,
3: <laughs> the bass amp
0: was just distorting the whole time because it was so quiet. But dude, that oh, was yeah. like, it was so good. There's just like a raw kind of like, rock element to UMS and a lot of times we don't necessarily get a play in those environments like we'll play um for like music dorks you know people who are pretty just like calm and they're sitting there and they're listening they're clapping after solos yeah like, but at UMS it's like sweaty and like who cares if you make a mistake like you lean into it and yeah there's just a it's funny that we both say a different year
3: at UMS, but yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ben? I mean, I don't know. I there's like kind of too many to think about. I think like <laughs> opening. We've opened for some of our heroes. Um, Those which are is never good. the best. But though. yeah, we're always too nervous, so we like yeah, don't play really well. Nervous. So, but but it's a great experience. I I think like we've toured a lot in the past, and mm-hmm. when you tour. If you're not, like, at a certain level, you're playing a lot of, like, small rooms to people who, like, don't really give a shit To, like, five people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, so- I feel like some of those have been our best shows because, like, we have overcome the feeling of, like, nobody giving... Like when we played at the Krusty Krab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we played at like a little like sh- old like logging town in, in Northern California and like played this teeny little place that we were calling the Krusty Krab because it had like net- netting and like fishing stuff all <laughs> over the place and like no one cared. But, but like, like those, those are the ones where like when you have no inhibitions and like nobody in the room cares, including us. Those are like some of the funnest, right? Because you're not thinking about it. Yeah, you're just like whatever happens, happens. And that's our for our music. That's a that's good, great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: How has your style evolved, or has it evolved? Would you say, like uh, from your own personal standpoint, do you think, um, in terms of genre, that it's bended a little bit? Do you think in terms of musicality, it's gotten more impressive or? How do you reflect back on your music 10 years ago?
0: Mm. Well, I think 10 years, 10 years ago, we were way more frantic and wanted to play more notes and just like want you know, when you're in your early twenties, you have a little more, ambi- I don't want to say more ambition, but like you're more ambitious and you're like, we got to do this. And I'd say now we're taking a more relaxed approach and you can feel it in the music. Like sometimes there's a lot more space. Uh, sometimes there's less space, but because we're in a comfortable place, just to do all the notes without
3: the pressure of it. I'd say we've all gotten better, like through being in this band. Because oh yeah, we've, def- oh we have, yeah, we write like pretty right. purposefully hard music, yeah. and the more you play it, the more you get better at it. And I think we've all grown just from being in this band. But yeah, definitely is more space, and and like our writing has gotten more mature i would say oh, yeah. <laughs> some silly
4: shit. i'd agree yeah. yeah one
3: time we made a rule we were like okay
0: no more songs with only major sevens <laughs> that was more of a rule to me but like i accepted it.
1: <laughs> um how do you think being based in denver has affected your work and growth as musicians because i know that you guys are mostly based here
3: I don't know. I think it's like the community that's in Denver. We we all play in a bunch of other bands and with a bunch of other people. And have certainly just learned from being around so many people um, and so many different kinds of music that we all play. And that that shows its head in our music, certainly, and how we how we approach it. That's awesome, yeah.
1: Whenever I listen to you guys' music, there's always that little like it feels like it's ending, and then it just kind of changes genre suddenly. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's so interesting because I'm like, is the song done? Um, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't feel like an ending though. Um, it just feels like, oh, that was weird. Um, yeah, and then oh, it like changes. an incomplete sentence. Um, yeah, 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 but it's. But like, in a good way. Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely a Great. good
2: way.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's something we and that's like something we've like been trying to progress just because like at the beginning it was so many incomplete sentences. Which and like, you know, I feel like a a bit of it is from like the whole beat scene, you know, just like Mm -hmm. these little one minute songs where it's like, oh, is that an
3: interlude? Is like what is that? Or like Mr. Bungle that's just like constantly changing. Like Yeah. Sean Sean has like introduced me to metal in a big way and uh, like Mr. Bungle not necessarily metal but like proggy real angsty music and yeah we all went and saw Meshuga as a band in October
0: it was like <laughs> really fun it, it was amazing. Amazing. unbelievable
4: yeah nice. Best I've seen, probably.
3: yeah for sure so we like we like that stuff oh so
2: obviously you guys are <laughs> post-genre you're not necessarily in a box or anything like that your music is very unique even though I might have confused compared you to the likes of Herbie Hancock and other artists like that, Polyphia. Um, Your sound is definitely unique. And I think that does come from you guys being a trio and coming together. What do you think are the benefits or the certain successes of being a post-genre band uh, and having that certain niche audience?
3: I mean, I think recently we have played, we opened for Sungazer recently, and um, they're like, the crowd was very young and, um i think they're like kind of spearheading like not a new movement but i think like a a movement in like experimental music that's been growing especially to like young people who are in jazz uh or just like a music program or something Mm -hmm. and yeah i think like playing to those to those kids is like really great because they really appreciate uh, like the experimentation in our in our music and like um is also just fun to know that there's like Mm -hmm. such so many generations of people who are coming up and where like i feel like the music industry is less centralized there's more room for like experimenting and you get to just see what's possible and i think we've also kind of let go of like trying to become a very popular band in our music because it is so kind of out and and totally accepting that has been like really freeing I think and yeah one thing I always think about is that like we just have a very unique
0: sound so even if we're having a a crappy gig where we're not sounding good it's like most people don't know because like we have like we just sound like us and it always makes me think of this Bill Graham quote he said of the Grateful Dead he's like they're not the best at what they do but they're the only ones that do what they do. (laughs) And I feel like that applies to us, because it's like, sometimes we really nail our songs. And then there's a song we've been playing for five years that we just absolutely train wreck somewhere. And most Um, of the time we'll just like giggle and then we come in somewhere, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know why I just thought of this, but one day we were just like, yeah, we're a regular band with rock tendencies.
1: And I think that's what
2: we're
0: leaning into now. (laughs) Nice.
2: Nice. Uh, Well, before we go, do you guys have anything that you would like to share? Um, Anything coming up for you guys? Any other artists that you'd like to shout I mean, when
3: this comes out, we're going to have an album pretty soon. Pretty soon after, probably. I bet you will have a single out. A little bit after this
0: comes out, yeah. um, dude. Okay, favorite gig we ever did: playing for high schoolers <laughs> at 8 a.m. and that 8 a.m. That
4: was a lot of fun. And
0: all their questions were for Dylan.
4: <laughs> uh, well,
0: were they jazz students? Were, yeah. They were yeah. music students. Okay. So they were yeah. like,
4: "Wow, how do you drum like that?"
2: <laughs> you can find Dandu's music wherever you stream your tunes, and on Instagram at Dandu Music. We want to give a big thanks to Mininger Art Supply for letting us record season two at their store on North Broadway. Learn more at www.meininger.com. Underground at the Showcase is an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth On Record. You can learn more about Youth On Record at www.youthonrecord.org and on social media at Youth On Record. This episode was edited and mixed by me. Our production team also includes Cesar Ibarra, Ryan Connera, Chloe Hines, and Emerson Olsen. Our executive producer, Is David Layden. Our theme song was recorded by Genevieve Glimp, Danny Akery, and David Layden. Additional music for this episode is provided by me. You can find my music on streaming platforms under Black Key, that's B L V C K Q I. Thank you again for listening. I'm Xavier Goche, and this is Underground At the Showcase.